and welcome into another edition of Strong Style. That is our weekly Impact Media show all about pro wrestling, MMA, and combat sports. I am your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. It's been quite an eventful week. Wanted to get this show in. Uh, so excited. Borchek will be back starting this week because, hey, the hockey season, they started... They started last night. We're watching Wayne Gretzky on TNT right now. Unbelievable time. But we're here to talk about combat sports. Tonight's show is called Girl Power. It should really be woman power, lady power, however you want to say it. This is all, uh, there's going to be a lot of big time highlights and things I want to talk about, about the female wrestlers. Because, my goodness, here lately, not just here lately, but luckily, they're starting to get their due, and they're starting to get their fair time on screen, and it's paying off. It is 100% paying off. I said, we'll get into we'll get into AEW and Impact Wrestling. You know, they had the knockouts knocked down that we previewed last week. We'll talk about that, that this week. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Mackenzie Dern versus uh, Rodriguez. We'll talk about, well... We'll review that, and we'll preview Aspen Ladd versus Norma Dumont this upcoming weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, Nemkov and Anglicus. We'll talk about that as well. Let's start with WWE. Let's start with Raw. It was draft night number two. We'll get to some of the draft people here in a minute. Um... They had a pretty good match off the off the off the gate, where it was Damian Priest defending his U.S. title against Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy gave him a pretty good match, uh, even though it was a pretty solid match. The fireworks of it were actually after the match. Why was it after the match? You say? Well, because Jeff Hardy was doing a post-match interview. You know, because I don't know why. But he was doing one, and Austin Theory came out, the recently drafted Austin Theory. And uh, he was talking about how much he grew up a fan of the Hardys, and especially Jeff Hardy and and things like that. And uh, Jeff was like, hey, great. You know, good to know we inspired people and things like that. And he goes, yeah, and um, uh, can I get a selfie? And uh, Hardy's like, right now? Kind of in the middle of something. No, right now. Okay. So they go to get a selfie, and Austin Theory uh, takes a shot at Hardy, ends up knocking him down, and as as he knocks him down, he gets down beside him and does it there. If if Jeff Hardy is going to be the gatekeeper, a.k.a. the uh, the first real Austin Theory opponent, now he was up during the pandemic, we know. But if he's going to be the first, hey, it tells you what they think of Austin Theory, that uh, Jeff Hardy is definitely somebody to work with. It's going to be a lot of eyes and ears on you. Uh, then we got into got into the draft a little bit. Now, I've, I've listed out a bunch. Uh, it was all throughout the night. I tried to get as many as I can. You, you can go to WWE.com to see the, the entire list or graphic the way they want to do it. But uh, Raw took Carmella. They took... Uh, they also got Finn Balor, Street Profits. They got Kevin Owens. They got Gable Stevenson, the 
Olympic wrestler. They they did a thing where he, when he got drafted, he, he did the uh, the NFL dig where he uh, hugged his, his parents in his living room and did that kind of thing. And, and uh, it's interesting that he immediately got drafted to Raw because he's nowhere near ready to be in a ring. Uh, kind of interesting how they did that. Uh, Becky Lynch also coming to Raw. Lashley uh, staying on Raw. Seth Rollins is coming to Raw. Priest stays. Sheamus stays. AJ and uh, Awas, they stay on Raw. SmackDown. And one that I look forward to, even though it breaks up one of my favorite teams in NXT, Rich Holland is now going to be on is now going to be on SmackDown. Sami Zayn stays, the Usos stay, Sasha stays, Shinsuke and Boog stay. Shayna Baszler is now on SmackDown. She needed to get away from Charlotte. If not, she's just not going to be they're not going to they're not going to have Charlotte lose to her and that's a shame because she's twice the actual athlete even though Charlotte's a, a great performer. But uh, also, the Viking Raiders and uh, Ricochet are all going to SmackDown. And uh, actually, Xia Lee. Xia going to be over there. So that will be fun to see her come up from NXT. You know, like I said, as we, we talk about the... As we talk about the... Uh, you know, female power. Women power at this point. Uh, next match they had was Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. Dana's pretty good, but Shayna wiped the floor with her, as she probably should have. Uh, they're really building up Shayna. She is in a tournament on SmackDown that we will get into when we get to SmackDown here in a minute. And, uh, I, I feel like she's got to be the favorite. But, uh, the thing is, she was still trying to attack Dana and Dewdrop come down. Kind of interesting. I don't know if that's going to lead to a match maybe this week between the two of them. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, I really like Dewdrop as a performer. Ed, she's definitely really, really good. And, uh, you know, her versus Shayna could be pretty good. Um, other things... See what else is going on on Raw. It looks like they're going to split Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali because they dropped another match to Carrillo and Garza. I think it was actually on this week they started to split them, but you could tell they're, they're, they're going to split them. I, I'm not real sure why they put them together because they didn't do anything with them. But uh, Carrillo and Garza. If I'm not mistaken, got drafted to SmackDown, so that should be fun. Uh, Biggie and McIntyre took on Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Pretty good match. They're really trying to play up the Biggie versus McIntyre stuff, so they're putting them in as many matches together as possible before they actually face each other. They've tagged a couple times now. Uh, they do it again this week, of course. Uh, Big E and McIntyre get the win here. The interesting thing was Big E's going for the for the win. McIntyre tags himself in and gets the win. 
kind of shows some uh, dissension between the two. It, it was interesting. So here was the one where uh, Kevin Owens, Tazawa, Karrion Cross, and Alexa. See, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure Alexa went to SmackDown, but until she comes back, we really don't know because they could. They could they could uh, easily call the Audible and when she comes back, put her on a different show, and we would totally forget where she got drafted. Uh, there it is. SmackDown got Garza, Carrillo, and Cesaro. Maybe likes this stand on Raw. I don't remember. It was a little. It was a week and a half ago. Uh, it, as far as another team, tons of talent on this team, but it just make it, it's the same thing in NXT where I don't understand the women's tag team champions. Here it's Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, who should be opponents, but I don't know. But they win over Natalia and Tamina, who had a good run and probably are going to job out to everybody for the rest of the year because they'll be right back doing that. Even when they were champs, they were losing singles matches all the time. It's just I, I don't understand why you'd put them together and put belts on them if you're not going to to, to push them and, and let them have wins. But WWE didn't listen to me. They don't really listen to you guys. They do what they want to do. We just uh, cheer for it. But uh, Ash and Rhea is as good as much talent as in the ring between the four of those. It's it's just ridiculous. Uh, the New Day took on the Hurt Business. Of course, the New Day won that one. That's going to be a fun feud if they're going to push that one. Because both those teams are good. New Day definitely a lot more established, but at the same time, you got dissension. They're both going for the same spot. They're go- both trying to be that, that top team on Raw. And all four of them are incredible. I had this weird thing where Randy Orton kept calling out uh, Omos. He finally came out, and he still didn't want to fight him. He's like, there's no reason to. So Randy took out. AJ, and then that kind of made it where he got in his face, and not much would come of it, so it didn't make a lot of sense. And then lastly, Goldberg and Lashley had a uh, stare down. This can be a fun match. I, I look forward to the rematch of that. Now that Lashley is not champ, I see Goldberg potentially winning it, you know, defending his son's honor and that, that kind of stuff, but anytime you can get a high performer, an A-plus performer in Bobby Lashley, and a former A-plus performer in Goldberg. And there's so much hype between the two of them. So many ties, so many things in common that people don't realize that is a great feud. It could be a great feud, or at least a good one-off match. Let's move to SmackDown. On SmackDown, you had Becky, Bianca, and Sasha who were doing the contract signing, which means they all decided to fight. Bianca got the best of them both. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Not much. 
Um, in a King of the Ring qualifying or King of the Ring quarterfinal match, Rey Mysterio took on Sami Zayn. Dominic played a little bit of a role there. Zayn ends up with the victory. I don't. I guess they're going to split the Mysterios now. You know, if you're a team for more than two weeks, the WWE is going to going to split you. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. But Zayn moves on to King of the Ring. Um. In the Queen's King of the Ring, which is called the Queen's Crown Tournament, Zelina Vega actually got a big win over Tony Storm. Now, for a lot of people who are just seeing Tony Storm, you guys don't know how good she really is. But she's new, and it makes better sense for Vega to get the win there. So that makes sense. You know, it makes sense going forward. I don't have a problem with that. Vega, uh, and it was she didn't really it wasn't dastardly. She didn't do something super underhanded. She beat her. Tony Storm's got many more victories coming. Um, Carmella took on Liv Morgan in a Queen's Crown uh, qualifying match. And uh, Carmella got the best of Liv Morgan in this one. I got the whole tournament somewhere. There it is. What's the king of the ring? Here we go. Yeah, Zelina Vega over Tony Storm. She's going to actually... Zelina Vega is actually going to face Carmella in the next round. Um, And then the two matches that happened... I guess that'll happen this week. Will be Dewdrop versus Natalia and Dana Brooke versus Shayna Baszler. So that's fun. In the in the men's side of the King of the Ring, uh, like I said, Sami Zayn beat Rey Mysterio in the opening match. He will face the winner of Cesaro Finn Balor, which pretty sure now the two of them are going to face. And then I swear these happened. Okay, they must have happened on, like, uh, this past week's or something. But uh, Kofi Kingston's going to take on Jinder Mahal, and Xavier Woods is going to take on uh, Ricochet. When did that happen? Nope. Finn and Cesaro did happen. Okay. I knew I had seen one of these. And uh, Finn Balor, of course, gets the win in that one. He, Cesaro, man, he, he was right with him. It was fantastic. Finn versus Cesaro should... Headline of pay-per-view. You got the Happy Corbin and Moss against Kevin Owens. I mean, they've only got a week or so. Basically, when Crown Jewel happens, which is when these tournaments will culminate, and the big pay-per-view where Lashley and Goldberg and and Seth and Edge, it's like you're going to see a lot of stories come to an end because they're going to be on different brands. Because Jeff Hardy kind of mentioned he only had a couple more weeks before he goes to SmackDown. And uh, that's when Adam Pearce had to kind of come out and, Kind of let everybody know, go, yeah, he, he's correct. Um, he's correct because uh, the rosters aren't going to reset for a couple weeks until after Crown Jewel. Okay. 
Um, let's see. And then Seth and Edge, uh, uh, Edge finally came out to get his revenge on Seth. Seth was able to get away. And uh, Edge says, all right, you want to match with me? That's fine. Seth grins. Edge goes, let's do a hell in a cell. That's going to be brutal, but that could be career-defining for Seth Rollins because I think uh, him and Edge are, are going to just tear each other apart. It's going to be unreal, fantastic. Let's go to NXT. Toxic Attraction has really gained some traction here recently. Like I said, that is uh, Gigi Dolan, that is uh, JC Jane, and that is Mandy Rose. Well, Mandy Rose took on Ember Moon, who is uh, pretty much a veteran at this point, but kind of on a weird losing streak. Well, she loses to Mandy Rose. They're really building up Mandy. I think Mandy is going to be the next opponent for... It's going to be the next opponent for uh, Raquel Gonzalez, which is fine. Raquel should beat her as well. She's beat everybody else is better than Mandy Rose. So, you know, but either way, here it is again. WWE is featuring some top-level talent females, and this is fantastic. They even led the show building this 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 uh, feud this way. Uh, but, you know, Ember Moon, I almost wish they'd put her on one of the, put her on SmackDown or Raw. But I think she'd, she'd get kind of lost in the shuffle there, too. I'd like to see her get some wins on the board. She's just, she's kind of jobbed out to everybody, and she's way better than that. She's kind of the Natalia of NXT, and neither one of them, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of them losing so much. Um, L.A. Knight took on Odyssey Jones. What a weird matchup. Odyssey is big and can do some great things. Uh, not for a big guy. He does some great things. The way he works is is real fluid and real fantastic. It's a weird matchup for L.A. Knight. And L.A. Knight used everything he could. It made it look okay. It was a decent match, but uh, L.A. Knight gets the win. I'd like to see what they do with him now that he's away from Cameron Grimes, the million-dollar man, and, you know, things like that. Because... L.A. Knights doesn't need to be in those kinds of things. He should be in a little bit bigger bigger programs, I think. They keep pushing Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. They are going to face, it's either, is it this weekend? I think it's a couple weekends. They're going to face at um, Halloween Havoc. That's going to be a lot of fun there. So crazy that Braun comes in the door and is already in a title opportunity. If he gets it, great. I I like both these guys. Big fans of both of them. It's just, it's interesting. Because you're telling me Tommaso Ciampa becomes champ, and the best challenger you can put against him is a guy who is... Fresh, new, through the door. Now, he's good. He's really good. But, okay. We'll see how that goes. Hey, we saw Ikiban Jiro. Guy uh, wrestles in a blazer all the time. It's fantastic. He took on Joe Gacy, who has a new... Like, uh... It's a new gimmick. He dresses up like a, a preacher. 
like all black, talks about the uh, positivity and things like that. And uh, he got a real good win over Jiro. Uh, Gacy does some cool stuff this week uh, on this, pat, you know, what was it, uh, last night's NXT. Definitely check that out if you haven't already. Um, it's interesting. Everybody says this pedigree of Joe Gacy. I don't know a lot about him. I know a little. I've seen him here and there. But it seems like he's took this latest gimmick and, and tried to run with it. So we'll see where it goes from there. I think he can do some uh, some pretty cool things. And I look forward to it. Frankie Monet took on uh, Cora Jade. Cora now has a, a, a little bit different direction as well as her and, and uh, on-screen boyfriend. I don't know if they're together off. But uh, they kind of back each other up. And uh, she got a clean win over Frankie Monet. Not the world's best star for Frankie Monet. She comes in with all this hype, all this prestige. They uh, stick her as the leader of a group that was kind of disbanding. And she gets uh, a title shot, but it's out of nowhere. And then now she jobs out to Cora Jade. I don't get that. Frankie Monet should be one of the top females out of the gate. Her pedigree alone should get her there. But they didn't see it the way I see it. Cora Jade, good for you. Moving on. Uh, in one of the last times you'll see them together, you see them this past week, or last night's show as well. But uh, Pete Dunn took on uh, Cameron Grimes, and he had Rich Holland out there with him. I told you Rich is going to SmackDown. I look forward to it. I think he could do some big things. I really wish him and Pete Dunn could have went together, but Pete doesn't need him, and I don't think Rich needs Pete. It was just fun to see him together. Tony D'Angelo finally debuted. He is uh, looks like he's kind of a Irish, or no, Italian, kind of, uh, you know, by the book, New York Italian, Sicilian type uh Pretty good worker. Him and Malik Blade had a pretty good match. I thought it was a lot more 50-50 than it should be if you're just featuring Tony, but I don't put the matches together. i just tell you that Tony D'Angelo, is, since he's not on this week's, he'll be on next week's from what they said, and you should watch it. He's a pretty good performer. You can see the amateur background in, the, in his style, in the way he performs. Uh, Andy Hartwell has got a new tag partner in Persia Parati, who is supposedly her, her best friend. Uh, she just accompanied her during this match against Mei Ying that was just disorganized. It, it, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going with something forward with this or not, but uh, Andy and Persia being a team could be a, a fun team moving forward. Um. Oh, the tag team elimination match. My little nephew was uh, so mad that he had to go to bed the other night because he was over here. He had to go to bed, and, and he couldn't watch um, that match. And before everybody gets crazy, you know, about why didn't you let him stay up, I didn't see it live. I was watching on the DVR, and it was getting super late. In fact, it got so late that I went to bed. And I watched it before uh, when I got up the next morning. Uh, I think he had, 
he if he's I think next time I, I've got to save for him next time uh, he's at my house he he can definitely watch it but uh, this is how good this was this was by far and what was kind of an up and down wishy washy NXT 2.0 is I guess the 2.0 made this watered down because it is a little bit it's kind of weird uh, but MSK took on Briggs and Jensen who are a fantastic tag team. The Girls of Young Vets, arguably one of the best. And Carmelo and Trick. Uh, Carmelo, who won the contract where he can cash in for a title shot. You should watch last night's NXT to see more about that. Uh, they were out first. MSK was able to take care of them. And then the Girls of Young Vets were taken out by Briggs and Jensen who were then taken out by MSK. Now that is about a 15-second recap of what was a 30-minute exhibition in multi-tag team wrestling. Unbelievable performers. Briggs and Jensen are going to be a force going down the road, but MSK keeps their belts. I implore you to go back and watch that match. If you don't watch anything else on that card, watch that match. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable how good it was. I mean, we're talking not quite Young Bucks level, but getting there. And that's exciting. Uh, AEW. AEW opened up with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian, and Brian Danielson all taking on the aforementioned, or just mentioned, Young Bucks. Adam Cole, and Kenny Omega. What a a super match this was. Super fight. You got eight incredible performers. Uh, It all comes down to Cole was able to uh, make Jungle Boy tap, I believe. or No, he did the uh, Tequila Sunrise, or the the Panama Sunrise. The flip pile driver, yeah. Uh, But just Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy is 100% sign me up, take my money. That is borderline a main event, the way they perform. And then you add those other guys, and it's it's unreal. And they opened with this. And then they countered even better. They countered with one of my favorite indie guys versus one of my favorite AEW guys, and that is Sammy Guevara, the TNT champ, had his first title defense against the debuting Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, one of the most incredible, innovative workers on the scene. Him being in AEW is fantastic. I believe on this Saturday's AEW, it's on on a weird time because, well, there's hockey on right now instead of AEW being on. And for those who are listening to this live, it is 1-0 Washington. Could have been 2-0, but he was offsides over the Rangers. Uh, But either way. Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish was uh, just insanely good. It's like this. On this Saturday show, Bobby Fish is taking on, I believe, Brian Danielson. That is something I'm waiting for. I don't know if they've ever faced. If they did, it was Ring of Honor. It was before I knew what Ring of Honor was. So I can't wait to watch that. And you shouldn't either. Uh, Jericho and Hager came out, and then Dan Lambert and his crew came out, and once again, uh, there was a little bit of a melee. 
And Lambert announced that this is all going to come to a culmination that's basically going to mean Junior Dos Santos is going to be in a uh, six-man tag against uh, Jericho and Hager, and I, I don't know who their third is, honestly. I think it's Guevara. But uh, that should be fun. I don't know if JDS is wanting to get into wrestling or if, you know, Lambert worked this in where he could work somebody in. I mean, Austin Vedderford's got a fight coming up, so he can't. Jorge Masvidal's under UFC contract, so he can't. Uh, most of his guys are, are under contract or not where they can uh, be in this, so I guess JDS it is. Uh, I think it's going to be in a pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a little ways down the road. And it, I don't re- remember what they said. Uh, Darby Allen took on Camarado. Camarado's, man, he, he looks like the Berserker, but he, he's a really good wrestler. Berserker was okay. I mean, he's a good worker, but Camarado does some really good things. You can tell. I think he's from the Nightmare Academy or something like that because he has a lot of really good schooling in the things that he does. But, of course, Darby Allen goes over in this one as he should. Sheeta took on Serena Deeb. And if Sheeta wins, what if one, or if Sheeta wins this match, it's like her 50th total victory in AEW. They were going to give her a plaque. I said they were because Serena Deeb found a way to win. So Hikaru Sheeta didn't get the win and Deeb threw her trophy uh, around the outside. If if they wanted a feud between those two, I'm all for it. These are two of the best uh, female workers by far in their company. And uh, it's it's got some NWO spillover, or NWA spillover, so that should be fun. Uh, Serena D by far, really great accomplished wrestler, and you got to say the same about Hikaru Shida. Uh, like I said, it's it's all about girl power, and there is a ton of it on television right now being featured as it should because a lot of times it's the best thing going. Speaking of the best thing going, the best thing on this night came down to a casino ladder match where a handful of, you start with two and they, they're the kind of Royal Rumble style people come in and in and it, it turns into a, a ladder match to get a, a giant poker chip. Here's some of the people that are in this match. Orange Cassidy started off against Pac. Then they add Andrade El Adilo. Then they add Matt Hardy. Because it's a ladder match. you got to have a Hardy involved, right? Then they add Lance Archer, who was murder-hawking everybody. Then they add John Moxley. Then they finish. The last person entering is Hangman Page. Adam Hangman Page. And they destroy ladders and tables and each other. And ultimately it comes down to. Comes down. To Hangman Page. Grabbing that. He gets a future title shot. I don't know if that means against Omega. Because I was pretty sure. When he didn't win. That uh, big six or eight man tag or something. With the Dark Order. Versus Omega and the Young Bucks. That he would forfeit his title shot. Not that. So, 
I don't know how that's going to work. He may be able to hang on to it money in the bank style and, and cash in when he wants. I guess we'll see. Um, Impact Wrestling. I'm not even going to talk about anything that happened on the show last week. I'm just going to go over the knockouts, knockdown pay-per-view that they had. It was all female. I told you guys it was... Um, it was all the way down to even the announcers, the ring announcer, everybody, all female. This is a great idea. Uh, I've, I have really come off well. It was well done by Impact Wrestling. One of the better things they've done for sure. Uh, at least this year. Well, we start off with Rachel Ellering versus Lady Frost. You know, it was in the tournament I told you guys about. Well, Rachel Ellering ends up winning there. Like I said, I thought Lady Frost would, but Rachel Ellering ends up winning there. Chelsea Green defeats Renee Michelle, as I said. Mercedes Martinez beat uh, Brandy uh, Lauren, just like I said. Tasha Steeles beat Jamie Senegal, as I said. So, Besides the Lady Frost thing that I said it could be her or Rachel. Pretty much had it. Um, then in the semifinals, we get Mercedes Martinez beating Rachel Ellering. Once again, something I said. I said could happen. Uh, and then it, what surprised me is Tasha Steeles actually went over Chelsea Green in this. And then ultimately, Mercedes Martinez beats Tasha Steeles. She gets a future women's title match. It's going to be fantastic. You guys are going to like Mercedes Martinez. She's big. She's tough. She's really good and fluid. You guys are going to like it. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo with Matthew Rewalt took on Masha Slamovich, which was the hand-picked opponent that Mickey James had for her, which means more than likely Mickey will face somebody on this week's Impact Wrestling tomorrow night on Thursday. Uh, handpicked by Deanna. Uh, really good match. Masha is somebody I hope they sign and keep around. Uh, a lot of these girls, I hope they sign and keep around because if so, their division's going to be so much better. And it was really good before, but just the level of everybody on this show, like I said, Deanna, of course, wins that match. But Masha more than held her own. She definitely could do some big things on regular television. Um, Savannah Evans took on Alicia Edwards and Jordan Grace and Kimberly in the Daphne first first or in the first annual Daphne Queen of Scream Memorial Monsters Ball match. Uh, Sarah Evans wins this. I think this is her first win in Impact Wrestling. She hasn't. I don't, she might have had one match before now, and I think they lost that tag match. But she wins this, so good for her moving forward. Especially to win something like the the Monsters Ball when they're dedicating it to Daphne. Uh, just a terrible situation or terrible thing where uh, she unfortunately passed away about a week or so ago. Uh, she's incredible. Everybody loved her. Uh, just, just go go look it up. Um, and then in the main event, Decay defended their women's titles against the Influence, and Decay won, just like I said. The Influence is good, but Decay is really, really good in all, all cylinders right now. So, fantastic. 
And, of course, that leads us to the UFC. And in the UFC, let's, let's go main event. Last weekend at UFC Fight Night, Mackenzie Dern took on Marina Rodriguez. I wish you guys would listen to me more about main events. Mackenzie Dern come out, and it seems like she was just trying to she was trying to win on her feet when she is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. She doesn't use her wrestling enough. And in this fight with Marina, it didn't do her a lot of good because Marina was able to get the points. Able to, She almost ended it a few times herself. She gets the unanimous decision win over Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Mackenzie's still young. She's fine. She's got other fights coming up, but... Marina Rodriguez is going to boost herself up into the title picture. And the strawweight division for the women is loaded. So kudos to her on that. In the co-main event, welterweight division, Jared Gooden, I thought for sure he'd beat Randy Brown. I was wrong. He lost all three rounds to Randy, who gets a unanimous decision win there. Uh, not sure what happened. Gooden's looked good the past couple of fights. He's been able to get in there. He's been able to drop people uh, with his with his power. And, uh, you know, when he needs to, get them to the ground. And Randy Brown was having none of that. So he gets the win in that one. Um, by the way, I went three and two in my picks. These are the two I missed. Told you guys to take Tim Elliott over Matthias Nicolou. Well, Matthias ends up with the win in that one in the flyweight division. I don't know. Tim Elliott just, uh, he, he couldn't quite finish it when he needed to. And let's see. Uh, Sabina Mazo took on Maria Agapova in the women's flyweight division. Flyweights were featured tonight, and they did well. They put on a show. They showed everybody they're one of the best female divisions in the UFC. Uh, Maria ends up with the submission victory in this. I believe it was an arm bar. So most fights kind of run together. I'm pretty sure it was an arm bar, but either way, uh, Sabina was looking good up until that submission, and then Maria took it. And that's fighting, folks. And the last of the main card, Chris Gutierrez gets the split decision win over Felipe Calaris. I want to give Felipe uh, the credit, a lot of the credit here, but I think Gutierrez won all three rounds. I don't know why it was split, but then again, they don't pay me to be a judge, and they didn't ask my opinion. Either way, Gutierrez was the victor. And let's see, was there any other fights I want to talk about? Oh, Alexander Romanov with the big TKO over Jared Vanderay. Uh, I thought there was one more I wanted to tell you guys about. Uh, oh, Lupi, Lupi Godinez took on Silvana Gomez-Juarez in the women's strawweight division. Uh, Lupi had a great, great showing. She was able to slap the submission on, get the tap out, and it was all she wrote. You got to watch Lupi, man. Nobody knows a lot about her. Go watch some of her fights. She's, she's going to be up there on the top very, very soon. Now, that leads us to this week. This week, who's headlining the UFC fight night? How about the women does it again? I'm telling you, this this whole episode tonight has been about 
about uh, women being featured finally in these combat sports, and they're shining. When they get the moment, they get the chance to grab the brass ring, they're grabbing it, not letting go. This week, the headliner is Aspen Ladd at 9-1. and one. He's taking on the 6-1 and one at Norma Dumont. That's the women's featherweight division. These two girls are going to get at it. We've got USA versus Brazil. I think Aspen's going to want to keep it on the feet. She's going to want to strike more, maybe throw an occasional kick just to throw Norma off a little bit. And I think Norma is going to go with that Brazilian background. She's going to want this on the ground. And if she gets it to the ground, Aspen's going to have to uh, try to avoid the submissions. It's going to be really, really good. It, it deserves to be the main event. Uh, in the co-main event, the returning Andre Arlovsky, the last time we saw him in a combat sports enclosure, he was on AEW a couple weeks ago with Dan Lambert. Well, this time he's got a fight. That's why I told you he couldn't do, he couldn't do the AEW stuff with Hager and Jericho because he got a fight. Andre Arlovsky is going to take on Carlos Felipe. Carlos Felipe has done some really good things since being on the scene at 11-1-0. But the ageless wonder that is Andre Arlovsky, 31-20-0. This will be his 52nd career pro fight. Unbelievable. And in, what, in the Coco main event, because I'm giving him a lot of credit for this, you get Eric Gonzalez against the other ageless wonder, Jim Miller. Jim Miller. He has had, let's do the quick math of this one, 48. This will be his 49th fight, which means, I believe, Cowboy Cerrone will be in second place for the most career UFC fights. I think Jim Miller still has him by a fight or two. Just incredible stuff that uh, Jim's able to do in that one. And to round out the main card, Manon Faroe is going to take on... Uh, Myra Bueno Silva in the women's flyweight division, and Julian Marquez is going to take on Jordan Wright in the middleweight division. Uh, quick picks with that one. I like Julian Marquez over Jordan Wright. I like uh, Bueno Silva over uh, Manon Faroe. I like the just wonder Jim Miller over Eric Gonzalez. Probably going to lose that one. Probably going to lose this one too. I think Carlos Felipe is going to do some really good things. But I like Andre Arlovsky. That that guy was a star back when I used to watch before. I still like Arlovsky. And then, um, main event, give me Norma. Norma Dumont over Aspen Ladd. I think it's going to be, it's going to be by decision. I think they're going to go all five rounds. It's, uh, it's going to be incredible. Hope you guys are able to watch. Is there anything else on the cards I want to tell you guys about? These last two fight nights, star-studded women's fights all over them. It's about time. Nope, that looks like looks like all of that one, which leads us to the last thing of the evening. This weekend, Bellator 268. Nemkov versus Anglicus. Remember we said last week, I kind of previewed some of this. Nemkov is the champ. This is the light heavyweight Grand Prix. It's the semifinals because uh, we'll get to the final here in a minute. 
But uh, Anglicus is actually stepping in because he is the alternate and Nemkov's original opponent, which was, um, I think it was Rumble Johnson, was it not? I think it was Rumble Johnson, uh, has had some health issues. He talks about a lot of those on his Instagram if you want to, uh, if you're so inclined to look that up. So, uh, Glicus gets to step in right here in the semifinals. Unfortunately, he has to face the, uh, I believe, the light heavyweight champion for the last two years. Nemkov won the belt and has not given it up. Uh, but that's going to be a fantastic fight. It's not saying Anglicus doesn't have a chance. He just has a smaller chance because Nemkov is that good. And I'll go ahead and uh, cement that, that Nemkov is, is my pick to win that one. Uh, in the co-main event, Ryan Bader, yep, the sitting heavyweight champ, is in the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals. He takes on Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson's really good. Give me Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader should be a light heavyweight. I think he stepped up to heavyweight just to to uh, help him out, and he ended up winning the belt. I think if he wins the light heavyweight belt, I don't know that he defends both. He may give up the heavyweight. Either way, he's going to have a tough night with Corey Anderson, but I think Ryan Bader's going to win that one. The returning Benson Henderson. wonder where he was at. Going to take on Brent Primus. Thank you guys remember from last week. I favor Primus by just a little bit. Benson's been knocked out a handful of times recently in his career. I think it could happen again tonight. I don't think he's lost a step per se, but I just think the competition is younger, faster, stronger. Give me Brent Primus. Uh, Henry Corrales is going to take on Vladislav Perotenko. I think you got to take Vladdy. You got to take the Ukrainian here. It's not that Henry's bad or nothing like that. It's just Vlad's going to come out. He's going to have the punching power, and he's going to look to set up a submission. If the submission is not there, then it's just going to knock you out. And I very much think that's what's going to happen. Maybe Henry can avoid it, but give me Vladislav. And there are four four on the main. So Bellator this Saturday. Fight night, I believe, is on Saturday as well. It's going to be just all-out fun. If you're a fan of combat sports, this week is the week to tune into everything. But it's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you guys who uh, make it possible to do this show and make it fun to come on here and talk about it each and every week. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week for another edition of Strong Style. Go watch fighting. <laughs>